What's going on, everybody? Welcome to whatever episode this is of the Hooniverse podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Glucker. Um, just doing a solo one here, sitting in my office, uh, not in a car this time, though that was a good idea. Someone suggested doing some more of these in the car so you can hear some car noise in the background. It's a good idea, and I'm going to do it in the future when I have cars with interesting exhaust notes, and we can see how that works. Um, in fact, I get an F-Type later this week, and that might be a good one to try it out on. So I'm going to start this off uh, just reading a couple funny YouTube comments. Not too many of them. This isn't a full YouTube comment episode, but we haven't done it in a while, so I wanted to read one. This one just I found funny. So this guy's name is Francis Penny Sack. I don't I have no clue what that means. Uh, And this was on a this comment was posted on my recent Mazda MX-5 video. My friends all motor. And so Mazda MX-5 RF. Okay, so. That's the car we're talking about here. My friends all motor, N.A., will stomp one of these down a back road. Yes, I have the video posted to prove it, but yeah, I wasn't impressed. Our all motor 1990 N.A. costs less than 12 k to build. That's less than half. So sorry, not for me. So this is my reply. A built car from 27 years ago will beat a modern car down the road. Congrats. You can say that about literally any car on the road. Comparing a modified car to a stock car is useless. Also, the new car is typically going to be more comfortable, have better features, have a warranty, which is important to many, have more safety features, and drive better in normal driving. So sure, your friend's car might be faster, but it's probably going to lose in a lot of other areas once you take them all into consideration. I'm sure his car is rad, but come on. So pretty innocuous statement there. So his first reply to that was, I understand, and the modernness of the new car I'm sure is nice, but I feel it mutes a lot of the car. When the same can be had for half price and more of it, the question, isn't, the question isn't why, it's why not. So then he writes again. Secondly, if I'm buying this car for any of those qualities, I think I missed the mark to begin with. The idea is for the driver and car to be one. The ND feel flashy, underpowered to me. Old Miatas retain what made them so awesome. And with a few things from Flying Miata to help it along and compete in today's market in terms of comfort, safety, and performance. I don't think Flying Miata does comfort. Um, <clears throat> All or safety. I'm not talking racing belts. I mean actual chassis, per automaker level safety here. All at, at again half the cost of new. The reliability isn't an issue with Miatas. They run well and hold up when maintained properly, just as any other modern Jap car. With literally thousands of companies making parts nowadays for the older, newer Miatas, the possibilities are endless. The ability to fine tune the car to be a great road driving car is what makes it great to begin with. Don't believe me? Come drive our NA. And then he replied, like how many people that, in quotes, hoon their car or watch this video can even afford a $37,000 car, LOL. So I replied, no need to get pissy, but if you're curious, our demo actually skews to folks who enjoy cars and have an annual income over $100,000. So, so then he replied, right again, a channel called Hooniverse, in quotes, please, I doubt you can find anyone making more than 100 k that knows what the... WTF that means. I could care less. If you don't like my comments, that's fine. I didn't expect you to respond in the first place. So then why comment? That's why there is a comment section for people to post what they feel and think. And you're right. Your channel totally isn't like that 15,000 other cars channels that have done the same exact thing. Want some advice? Go watch a motor trend or car and driver video. What car and driver video? What qualifies you to be so, so casing? showcasing, I think he means showcasing, a car to begin with. Do you own a Miata? How much experience do you have with cars in general? You seem like 
to normal car dealer, all about stats and this and that, but can't tell me a damn thing about the car. So, and then he replies again, your video title and concept are stupid and your opinion, just another copycat channel. If you don't want people leaving their own opinions, maybe you should disable comments. Again, what a joke. Like, people making six figures are sitting watching around a three-level YouTube channel, what the hell is that, to get their reviews on $37,000 Miatas, LMFAO, most six-figure fetching people I know wouldn't even think about a Miata or anything under 70K. So this person is a troll and I'm not responding anymore, but please feel free, go to the Miata RF video and respond to this delightful person. Um, Now, let's see, I'm scrolling on up. Uh, All right, this one was funny. Um, so this was on the Jaguar F type shift happens quick video that I did. And the person riding in the seat in the, in the passenger seat happens to be a communications professional who I'm friends with, who is a fantastic person named Nathan. He went with me cause he needed to fill the car up with gas, but he said, I can fill my video on the way to get it. Cause he knew I needed to get out of there. Um, this was during a drop tops and dirt motor press guild event. So I wanted to just film some quick tunnel runs in the Jag F type. Nathan's a larger gent. He's taller than I am. He's bigger than I am. Um, but I mean, who cares? You don't, this comment is cr- out, way out of line. So his name is Master. He wrote, shit video. The camera lens seems smudged with that fat bastard's lard infused sweat. Try uploading professional level content next time. So pretty shitty comment. So I wrote, hey, hey, yeah, right here. Quick note, go fuck yourself. So, you know, I'm very immature at times, but I hate when people just make fun of other people for dumb reasons like that. So (laughs) he replied and it says edited. So I don't know what he did to change it. No, thanks. Is this the best comeback you can muster? Mr. Chris Harris wannabe. I won't waste much more time with a retard who writes yourself with two words. Uh, I did do that. That's true. That not only reflects your obviously poor academic achievements as it attests to the fact that your channel is a lowest grade automotive channel. You suck as a journalist, Glucker. You sound like a high school dropout bro who is deluded in believing that he's insightful and knowledgeable. Don't kid yourself, Jeff. You would need a HUD teleprompter in order to sound like you know what you're talking about. So he came back swinging hard and I didn't want to reply more to that. Um, and his comment has an upvote, which I'm guessing was himself, but you know, whatever. Um, I usually upvote my own comments too, so I can't. <laughs> but yeah, there you go. Um, so those are fun. So if you want to reply to him, go to the Jag F type uh, video. And I'm not trying to rally an army here. I just, it's fun to get the jokes flying against people who are dipshits. So that's more what I'm thinking when I, when I tell you these ones. Um, but so those are the only ones I really wanted to bring up. Uh, I think we're due for a full on YouTube video one soon. Um, but in general, the comments have been pretty good as of late, but there were some, some lately that I needed to, uh, to bring up and point out. So that was fun. I don't think we've had a a rugged Ridge comment in a while, which is a bit shocking. Um, I'm just scrolling through to see if there were any funny ones, but no, they, I mean, they've been pretty good. And, uh, so yeah. You know, there you go. Odd, odd to have good comments as of late, but that that's good. Maybe the internet tide is changing, but I, I don't think so. Someone even said that I, I look like I'm losing weight recently. So that's how good the comments have been. Um, but whatever. Um, so yeah, moving on to, to car, other car stuff. Um, got the truck back from OC Cars and it, it's running pretty darn good. Um, they said, they pointed out that the yes, compression is off on eight, which I already knew. So I'm going to continue to have problems. It's also still leaking a little bit of oil, which I I expected. I got to get the time in there to 
remove some gaskets, but they fully tuned it up and they adjusted things. They got the new front glass on from LMC Truck, which is awesome. All, the old glass was pretty pitted, and, and I mean, it looked like it might have even been hit with more than rocks at some point. Um, they cut one of the exhaust pipes to trim it so it matches the other side because when we did the exhaust, they were not lined up evenly. Uh, but now they look good, so the car has been driving. The truck's been driving well. Um, I noticed that occasionally after driving it for a bit, it still did a little bit of surging, but nowhere near what it what it did in the past. And it now has electric fans, so the mechanical fan is off there, and it seems to be working really well. A couple times I see the temp come up to one ninety ish. But that's about as hot as it gets, uh, and it never goes past that. Uh, I can hear the fan turn on and off as needed because they installed the thermostat for it as well. Um, so it's I'm so happy to have the electric fan on there. I think that's going to be great. I I mean I was it's been hot out here. I was driving it on the highway where it's going to be fine. But then when I get off the highway, and um, and you know. Uh, sorry, I just saw a comment pop up on my computer screen. Uh, we're having a Slack chat in the background as I'm doing this. Uh, we're debating the merits of a co-driver or no co-driver versus pace notes and added weight. Um, and I say having a co-driver is it makes you significantly faster. Um, but uh, I digress, uh, unfortunately. Um, so... Yeah, the the when I was driving in traffic at stoplights and, and this and that, it again it never got over 190. So I am super super pumped to finally get that uh, electric fan on there. Uh, that was also from LMC Truck. So big shout out to LMC Truck for the old truck stuff. I'm gonna do a video on the truck and take a deeper dive and and show you more about what's going on there. Um, so that that's fun to have the truck back and in much better driving condition. I obviously still need to to track down the oil leak because it's not, it's not great. It's not ideal to have that. Um, the Benz got, was finally put up on the lift at Leistung Auto. Um, and we're going to start by doing some of the, um, suspension bits that need immediate attention. So the, the, the guy there, Matt, we had a phone call last night and he said, so what do you want to do? Because this car needs Everything I thought it would need, which isn't surprising, and then there was some stuff I thought it would need that it doesn't need, which is also surprising. So, I mean, he's, he said, it's an old car, so the things it needs are expected. Um, but he said, underneath, it's really it's really dry and clean. There's one or two very, very minor oil leaks, which I never even see puddles, so they must be really minor. Um, but he says we need to address and replace some suspension components, which thankfully on a Mercedes aren't too expensive. It's, it's other things that get very expensive on these old Benzes. Um, so that'll be, that'll be great. I'm dying to get the car back because I haven't had it for a couple weeks. I can't wait to drive it with that new steering wheel that I got off eBay. Um, that's just going to look so much better. So, and, and it'll be nice to have the suspension fixed. So it's not pulling a little bit to the right. Cause otherwise the thing drives like a dream. It's a cloud going down the, uh, a tank cloud going down the freeway. Um, so it'll be interesting to get the full list of what it needs and go from there. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited to get that back. Now, on to some new car stuff. I am currently driving this past week the Chevy Colorado ZR2. And I'll be honest, I expect it to be kind of mixed on this because all of the reviews talked about how great the off-road gear is. And then being pretty disappointed with the engines, saying they're a bit anemic, they're a bit slow. Now, I think some of this comes from the fact that the automatic immediate comparison comes to the Ford Raptor. But that's a bigger truck with a much more powerful engine. 
So I'm driving the diesel, and I gotta say, I am I'm loving this thing. Uh, just driving it in general, day to day driving, the diesel seems to have plenty of power. I I expected it to be pretty wallowy around town. The Raptor definitely feels like a Baja, you know off-road racing truck. Even the TRD Pro has lots of nosedive under braking, which you accept because you're getting the one that can go off-road. The Multimatic suspension on this ZR2 is amazing. The the comfort in just day-to-day driving is phenomenal. Cruising on the highway, it's supremely comfortable. Driving around town, it's great. And later on today and, and, and tomorrow morning, I'm going to finally get it into the dirt, and I expect it to excel there as well. So Multimatic makes the best suspension. It's it's just, it's come even farther. Like they make great racing stuff. Obviously, you know, they started on the 177. There's the Z28. I think they make bits for the Ford GT. I I could be wrong about that. Um, But here in the off-road application, it's just good Lord. It's so good. So you have a truck that's $20,000 cheaper than a Raptor, and it's obviously going to be way slower. I mean, that EcoBoost engine in the Raptor is excellent. I, you miss the V8, but as soon as you drive the truck, those, those, it starts to fade and it fades quickly. Um, the diesel in this Colorado sounds cool. It's got, you know, the diesel rumble and, um, it just so far it's, it's been excellent. It's not, I mean, it's not like a lightning fast truck at all, but I, I never feel like I'm, I'm going too slow. It could change when I get into some of the dirt, but I mean, I don't, I don't see that happening because I'm not going for some desert blasting. I'm going, I'd like to find a few jumps and some, some, a little bit of of crawling and climbing. Uh, And I think with the diesel, it's really going to excel at that. So I'm really looking forward to it. It's comfortable inside. Uh, My daughter's riding in it. She enjoys the truck as well. So I'm having fun with it. I really like it. $45,000 feels like a lot, but then when you consider all that you're getting, it makes sense, especially when you think line it up against that Raptor and you're, it's $20,000. So it, it, yeah, I, I think the price point works for as focused and potentially hardcore yet comfortable that truck really is. So I really, really like the ZR2. Uh, I'm swapping it out for the Jag F-Type R convertible, which is probably the same car I actually drove in that the tunnel video I mentioned earlier, which is good because... Whew, that is, you never get tired of hearing a Jag make make the noise it makes, and it makes some some really really good noise. And I'm not a convertible person, but this is the proper car to have a drop top with. You drop it, you, you're just that much closer. Your ears are closer to the the machine gun noise, the absolute insanity of the exhaust on a, a V8 powered Jaguar. I I love the F Type. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, now, more, more excitingly than the Jag, though, this Monday night is when I leave for the Audi trip that I've mentioned a few times. I can't wait to drive these cars. Uh, Audis have been sounding better and better. The current chassis on the latest Audi products is phenomenal, so that even the base version of these cars are fun to drive. Um, so the, the TTRS and the RS3 on Lime Rock are going to be exceptional. I've been dying to drive Lime Rock. I'm finally going to get to drive Lime Rock, and I'm going to do it in some excellent cars that I don't think you'll be over your head in these cars. I mean, they're all-wheel drive cars. They're not obscenely powerful cars. They, they have plenty of power, but they're not obscenely powerful. It's not like I'm taking a GT350 there or a Z06 Vet or something where you can quickly lose. Um, you can get over your skill level very quickly. Here, it's perfect. It's going to be perfectly matched. It's uh, like the first time I drove... Uh, Mazda Raceway, Laguna Seca, 
in a Subaru the, when they launched the new WRX STI. That was a perfect vehicle to take on that circuit um, because, I mean, it's it's not overly powerful. It's got a drive setup where you can save yourself by simply putting your foot to the floor in certain situations. Um, it's So on that end, this is the East Coast version of that with more power and, a, and an amazing track. Can't wait to do it. Um, also, I just like going to New York. We're staying in Manhattan proper. Uh, the lower, I don't know my sides. Uh, I'm not too far from the World Trade Center. I also looked at the map. I'm not too far from Brooklyn Brewery, at least as the map says. Uh, it's like Google Maps knows me, and when I popped that up, that was one of the things that illuminated in the corner. Um, so I'm looking forward to just being in New York. New York is a fun town, and when someone else is paying for you to go to New York, it's an even more fun town. Otherwise, it's colossally expensive. So that should be good. Uh, looking forward to that, very much so. Uh, and I might do an on-the-road podcast from there just because the trip is going to overlap when we would otherwise be recording. So since this is a solo one, it's not going to be as long as normal, but I do have your questions like normal. I love asking these questions because you guys ask some good ones. Um, Now, as you know, we start with Patreon first because they're better than the rest of you. Um, All right. So first up, the advocate asks if money is the root of all evil, why do they ask for so much of it in church? That's pretty funny. That's a good joke. Uh, but I'm not going to debate church here. The Advocate, if you could swap a manual gearbox into any three modern cars that don't offer one, which three would they be? Also, shout out to Jeff for showing me the dolloped, a goddamn hysterical U.S. history podcast that I've learned a ton on, would strongly recommend to any listeners of the show. I, can't, I love the dollop. It's, it's one of the only podcasts that I listen to, to be totally honest. It's either music or the dollop. Um, all right, so three modern cars that don't offer one. Um, it would be kind of cool to get the Challenger Hellcat manual in the Charger, but I mean, that's not that crazy. Um, the problem is when you start messing with automatic-only cars and, and giving them sticks is that they usually come with, if you're if it's something you want to swap a stick into, it probably already has a decent automatic. Now, that's not going to always be the case. That's certainly not going to always be the case. So let's see here. What else would I do? I mean, the standard answer would be something like an E63 wagon just for shits and giggles. Um, It'd be really, really interesting. I'm 99.99% sure that you cannot get a manual gearbox in a Ford Raptor. It seems like that would be a great, great truck to have a a manual gearbox on. I, I don't think I'm wrong about that. I think I feel like I would have heard if they had a manual and it would be in the press fleet. Um, so there you go. Raptor, E63, and Charger Hellcat. Colin Ruddock, I see the new Mercedes X-Class truck isn't making it over to the States. Seems like a mistake to me. Mistake or is there... Or isn't there the market for it? What's your take on it? I mean, I don't think people here would buy it. Uh, in the U.S., we don't have a great relationship with Mercedes commercial vehicles on the um, non-commercial side of things. So, like, you go to Europe, it's it's taxis and vans of all sizes and trucks of all sizes. You see the Mercedes logo on all sorts of vehicles. South America, too. Um, so, a Mercedes truck fits there. Now, there would be some folks who would buy these as lifestyle foolish toys. Um, Like anytime you see someone in a modern G-Class, just know 
that they are not comfortable. It is 100% a fashion accessory choice. Now, it makes good noises. It's a fashion statement piece, but they're not comfortable. If they're tall at all, they don't fit in it well. Their passengers aren't comfortable. It's an annoying, it's it's an hilarious that these vehicles have gained the, the luxury lifestyle thing that they have. Um, and like they're not like like a Range Rover would be a much better choice for the person who buys a G class. It it does everything a Mercedes does, but is comfortable. It's just not as flashy. Um, so I, I, that you would see them in Hollywood, driven by or L.A. driven by people who think they're cool, but they're in a, a Nissan truck and they don't even know it. Um, now the rest of the world will actually buy them and use them as they should be used. So I don't think it's a mistake. I don't think they'd sell a lot of them here. It would be really cool to drive one and play with one, but no, it's not a mistake. And they, there's, it's not like they're going to sway F-150 and Silverado buyers anyway. Um, Michael Demore, Hey Jeff, looks like I'm about to lease an Alfa Romeo Julia, not the QF thoughts. Good luck. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you've been reading the news lately, and Alfa Romeo is hasn't changed its tune. Uh, it's a gorgeous machine. I wish you luck. If if yours stays healthy, um, good for you. Uh, unfortunately, I just keep seeing nothing but issues with these cars. I haven't driven one yet. I want to drive one. Um, so yeah, good luck. It's a gorgeous car, and I hope it drives well for you. That's all I can say. So all I like to say about that one. Um, all right. Twitter questions. I'm going to have to scroll down to find these. I think there were some good ones, though. Uh, Blake asked if he could call in. Sorry, buddy. I didn't get that one set up in time. Um, So let's see. And I just remembered some other things I can talk about afterwards, too. All right. Scrolling up. Sir, Sir Dirty Uncle Kevin, at Dirty Uncle Kevin, you'll be making loud ah sounds after drinking or chewing ice. Just wondering so I can skip downloading this one. Uh, I'm actually going to retweet to this one right now. Um, No, but I did have a pull of some coffee, but no chewing or, or massive drinking bits. There you go. Uh, so there you go. Good, good question, actually. Um, well, I mean, not really, but it's funny. Uh, just Josh at J Howard design Forza seven partial car list dropped. I'm a little bored with seeing so many Ferraris, Lambos and Porsches. What special car do you need to see? So I actually thought it was cool that they had so many Ferraris because they had some really cool ones on the list. Uh, it's on the Porsche, uh, the Lambos, the Lambo on the Porsche front. Um, it's just cool to see a lot of Porsches in a video game. So that's cool too. What special car do you need to see? I need to see my truck and I need to see my wagon. Um, cause it'd be cool to see that era Ford in there. They had a, I think they had a fifties Ford in horizon. Um, and then the wagon would be cool just to see my, my wagon doing something. Um, also from J Howard design, what is your biggest regret on the Hoon truck? If you could buy an older Ford, would you thoughts on where it goes next? Uh, my biggest regret on the truck. Hmm. I don't have any regrets on the truck. I honestly have no, no regrets. Uh, that'd be a funny plate. Um, no regrets on the truck. If you can buy an older Ford, would you? Sure. I mean, I'm always for older cars. I don't necessarily find anything older that's too appealing. Like if you start to go older, you start to lose me a little bit uh, in terms of what I like. Um, I'm right in the era of, of the, the cars that I like with that truck. So I probably wouldn't buy anything older than it. Um, I mean, maybe like a 62 Lincoln or something. But no, uh, thoughts on where it goes next. Um, 100% thinking about 
cleaning the truck up far, even f- further and then um, testing the market, seeing what I can get for it. I am 100% now considering using the truck to give life to the wagon. So there you go. That is the actual plan. Um, I wasn't really planning on discussing that on the podcast, but I am literally, that's, I've been, it's, it makes sense in my head that that could do it. Um, I'm replying to Blake now. So, uh, so yeah, if you are interested in the truck, let me know. I have no idea what I would want to sell it for. I know it's not worth a ton, but it's worth, uh, uh, you know, a little bit. Um, so let me know. Um, none your business, none your business at TX Cuffer. Best track car for someone that has physical limitations and can't drive a manual. DSG dual clutch cars are out of the budget. Um, I mean, maybe you can get an older Mustang with an automatic. Um, you'd have a lot of fun with that if you just want to get out on the track. Um, DSG dual clutch cars are out of the budget. Um, I mean, you can probably find an older GTI though. I, I'm sure you could find an older GTI out there. Even a, I mean, even a base or a, a regular golf would be fun on the track. If you're liter- literally just looking to get out there. there, you can turn any car into a track car if you're, um, devoted enough. So as long as, it, as long as the automatic is, is okay and you're not going to kill it out there like if it has enough cooling and all that stuff you just go drive anything out on the track um another one from just josh asked a lot of them Uh, at j howard design should ford invest in lucid motors should caddy return to their luxury roots is a hot dog a sports car why do used tires suck i don't know if ford should invest in lucid motors it certainly seems like an actual vehicle that's being produced as opposed to whatever faraday is doing so it, I mean, it'd be interesting. It'd be an interesting play for, for sure. Um, and maybe they could like turn that into part of Lincoln, like Lincoln lucid. That could be kind of cool. Should caddy return to the luxury routes? Uh, I think they should keep making the sports vehicles while also adding more luxurious. They just need to build the Escala. It kills me that they have that commercial and they, and that's a car that will never be made. And then why do use car? Why do use tires suck? Cause they're used. I mean, there you go. At J. Howard Design, out of every motorsport event you followed this year, what's the most hoon-worthy? Gut says Formula Drift. Heart says any local race. Formula Drift is pretty amazing just because it's 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 still it's become some pretty big budget and powerful, but at its core, it's still fairly grassroots. Um, you know, some of these guys are still clawing for that sponsorship money to be able to make it to every race. Um, uh, but still, V8 supercars. Uh, I mean, it comes from the country with a damn word was invented and it is it is v8 supercars is just the best um those are all the ones off the top of my head hope it provides at least a few minutes it did sam rasmussen at sam u three lists at samulus one so he has uh three questions here First question. In Hammond's post-crash interview, he mentions that the sounds made by the Rimic are so new and foreign that he wasn't sure how to describe them or whether those sounds are good or bad for an electric supercar. What sort of sort of learning curve would you say the electric supercar has if it can pose a challenge for even an experienced driver like Richard? Well, I mean, Richard has crashed a lot, so don't forget that. Um, but I know I'm joking. Richard, I'm sure, is, an ama- is a really good driver. Um, also, I mean, it looks like he just made an error there that has nothing to do with the fact that the car was electric. That was for you, Kevin. Um, so, 
yeah, you're not going to hear the engine, but you are going to hear the tires more clearly, which could actually be more helpful for understanding when you're at or near the limit. Because if they're starting to scream, the limit is there or approaching or past, um, depending on the car and the tire and, and all that stuff. Um, so I, I, I don't think there's necessarily a steeper learning curve. You just have to adjust to the fact that you have instant torque and that's awesome. So maybe you hold off a little bit coming out of a corner. Um, you're dealing with different brakes too, of course, but these will be ter- these will be tuned by supercar makers that want you to have a very near similar braking experience to what their their gas cars offer. So that has gotten better over the years. Um, so I don't think there's necessarily too steep of a learning curve. It's, it, it, I think we'll all be able to adjust all of us electric supercar drivers. Um, fairly more easily than you think jw at jw1983 would a convertible 86 give us a better chance at a turbo variant i don't think the convertible give gives us any better chance i just think the best chance is subaru deciding you know what toyota screw you we're slapping a turbo on this thing that's probably the best chance um let's see Brandon Maxwell at BMAX3242. You can either bag the Mercedes on wheels or have the truck run perfectly for a few months and only needs basic maintenance, which one and why. It would absolutely be the truck running perfectly because I don't need to bag the Mercedes and I love the wheels it already has. Um, So just having the truck run perfectly and only needing basic stuff would absolutely 100% be the way to go because it's just one less thing to stress about. Uh, Untitled Car Show asks... One, are you going to buy a T-shirt? Um, I mean, sure. I'll, if you want me to buy a shirt, just let me know. Uh, two, kill, fuck, marry, the smoking tire, Alex Roy, and the real Tavares. That is a really weird question because I don't want to fuck or marry any of them. I mean, I'd, I'd marry uh, Matt just because he has a really nice house in Venice. <laughs> um, and then I don't want Alex Roy to die. And I, I mean, I don't want any of them to die, but... I, I, uh, I've met Alex more than I have Freddie. So sorry, Freddie, you're the one to go, but I don't want any of you to die. That's the really weird question. Um, but that's good. We like weird question. Best drink that isn't beer. Um, scotch (laughs) water is good, but scotch is the best drink that isn't beer. Unless you're talking about a mixed drink. And then, um, apparently so let's see here. I, you know, it's funny when I'm on vacation, it's somewhere tropical. I like girly drinks. I will be the first one to sign up for the drink that comes out of a coconut, um, or some goofy glass with, uh, um, an umbrella on top. I love that shit. But if it's like real drinks, you know, scotch and bourbon, um, if you're in Spain, they apparently love gin and tonics and I had some good ones there. Um, the drink that fits the situation is always a good one as well. Uh, like a, you know, a margarita, if it's, if it's an afternoon and my wife and I go somewhere for like happy hour chips and salsa, a margarita is the best drink at that time. Uh, John at real underscore Scython that, what does that mean? Um, GT350 base, worth it in your opinion? Saw one in person and heart skipped a beat, would buy new in December. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, you get you get the, the engine. You're just missing out on the crazy wheels, right? You don't get the, I don't think you get the carbon wheels on the base, um, which, I mean, fine, whatever. Uh, and some of the more hardcore track stuff. But if you're just going to drive it to drive a cool 
top tier Mustang, yeah, the engine it makes is amazing. Um, and, okay, so I think that was it for the Twitter questions, actually. So there you go. Um, I think we've put a pretty good run on this solo podcast. I, I don't remember what time I started, but I think that was decent. Um, I'm going to do another podcast soon, and I'm going to talk about something, some awesome vehicles I just drove because I totally forgot to talk about them because I still have to write the article. Um, I just drove in the – I'll give you a teaser of it. I drove in the um, – the California Tog Rally, which is put on by uh, Ben Su and Patrick Strong, it's of Japanese nostalgic car. An amazing website if you love old Japanese cars or just old cars in general. Um, so Mazda was a sponsor, and that they brought some stuff out of the museum. So I drove an FC and an FDRX7, a rotary pickup, and a Yunos Cosmo. All of them were amazing. Um, and I don't know if you could guess which one I like the best. I will leave it up to you at respond on Twitter, you know, at Jay Glucker, tell me which one I, I probably already, if you follow me on Twitter, you probably already know which one I like the best, but if, if you didn't see it, try to guess which one I like the best. Cause you might be surprised. Um, but it was an amazing event on some great California roads with some wonderful people, including Myron Vernis, who brought, who drove a Cosmo at the event. Oh my God. You know, the bell of the ball. Um, though somebody else drove a V8 century. Holy hell is that amazing car. This guy also owns a V12 century. That, I mean, Yakuza boss, amazingness car was phenomenal and it looked so sick going up and down California mountain roads. Uh, but I will talk about that in the next podcast in greater detail. Maybe I can grab a guest while I'm at this Audi event, see if anybody wants to chat. Um, so that's it for now. Uh, and I will see you all. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to see you. I will talk to you all next week. Adios. Adios.